This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 186, Why Online IELTS Practice Tests Give You the Wrong Score. Dun, dun, dun. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. Today, find out why all practice tests are not created equal and get the right questions to ask before you make your purchase. The fastest, smartest, and most affordable way to reach your target score is to use strategies that actually work. Our insider method strategies work because we have students who have achieved a seven or higher using these strategies. You can do it too when you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Go there now and get started with our free three video series. See you at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get confident. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. What's going on in Portland, Jessica? Oh my God, it's gorgeous today. It is yeah. like a beautiful day here. It what? rained for 25 straight days. Oh and my God. now it's like just crisp and sunny and just lovely. So nice. Wow. What about Boston? Are you still in like well, shorts and t-shirts? <laughs> no, now it's gotten cold. We had a big storm yesterday, but on Christmas Eve day, it was like 68 degrees. It was insane. Oh it was so weird. It was so it's weird. Nuts. Ugh. Gross. That, that <laughs> is not a Christmas feeling. That is no. Like you have to be cold on Christmas. It actually snowed in Portland. Um, really? The day after Christmas. Yeah. I was like mm. doing a whole bunch of work and I wasn't looking outside. And then all of a sudden I opened the blinds and I was like, wait, huh? What? Oh, How? wow. I know. That's so not pretty. common for Portland, huh? That's kind of cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Crazy weather swings here, right? Like around here, probably next week, it'll be back in the 70s again. Who knows? I mean, I know, you just right? don't know what to expect with this crazy well, weather. Well, you guys so. got like five years of snow in one winter last year. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we got enough until until 2020. We're all set for the snow. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. awesome. So we are talking about listening practice today. We got a really good question from a student in our course. Yeah, we got a question from a student in our course in our in our private closed Facebook group, but we're actually going to share this with you guys today because we thought this would apply to everyone taking the IELTS Definitely. exam. So I'm going to go ahead and just read the question, okay? And then we're going to talk about our answer to the question based on our advice here. All right. Cool. So are you ready for the question, Jessica? So ready! 
All right. <laughs> On the edge of your seat, ready? <laughs> oh my God. I just, I can't wait. Like, my palms are sweaty. Oh my God. I'm just, so just excited do, about this say question. Already. Say the question. <laughs> okay. Here, here's the question. This, our student says, Hello, everyone. I've been using listening practice tests to check my, my band score and improvement, but I realized that there are different tests in regards to difficulty. Mm. For now, I've done eight listening tests. Two from Road to IELTS and six from IELTS blog. And I found out the first one is much easier. For instance, I'm scoring 30 to 34 marks on tests provided by Road to IELTS. Um, on the other hand, I'm scoring 21 to 25 on tests provided by IELTS blog. That's a huge so he- difference. So, so say that again. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. So that's what he's saying here. This is representing a tremendous difference, which is what he said. So his question is, which one matches the real exam? And his second question is, is IELTS blog trying to give us harder tests so we would be better prepared for the real one? And are there any other sources that I can rely on aside from these two? Awesome question. That's a really good question. I feel like... um, I feel like what's happening there is the the easier one that he's scoring higher on would mm-hmm. be the difficulty of sections one and two, but then like never getting, never reaching the difficulty of section four. Whereas the mm. other one that's really hard, I think he's right. I think sometimes material writers do produce tests that are more difficult than the actual test just to mm-hmm. challenge you and sort mm-hmm. of um sort of wake wake some students up and be like look this isn't easy like look yeah. at how low your scores are you need to right. practice more wake which up. like that that has a time and place too and i've done that to students as well just to be like yeah. look you don't know everything okay right, so right. you know just like wake listen to me some more <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's good to get a, a little wake up call you know it's better yeah. to it's almost better to score a little bit lower than to score higher i th- i think i mean totally. i would think what, what no, do you think for jessica sure. for sure yeah so let's um, let's answer these questions i mean which one of these is closer to the real exam how do we answer this question for our student i i mean the the variation is so big the difference mm-hmm. in scores is so big that i if i were him i would just take the average of both mm-hmm. really and mm-hmm. then say like that's close to what i would get on the test um i think that's the safest way to look at that because as a student i mean even as a teacher if you're if you've never been a materials writer, it's really hard to look at material and and judge it like that. Um, and like as a student, that's impossible. Like you don't know how hard it is on the test. That's right. So if it yeah. is such a huge difference like that, don't lose your confidence. Take the average. But I would say if you do see a huge difference like that, stop using those tests. If it's impossible yes. for them to give you valid feedback, don't use them. Um, I have written 14, 16 textbooks by now. And so like I'm well practiced in trying to match level and it's really hard. It, when I wrote the practice tests for our course, Mm -hmm. I researched, I looked at all the Cambridge practice test books, um, books one to 10, because those are the closest to the real test you're going to get. The Cambridge practice test books that those are the scores you can trust. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So the definitely use that as your test practice resource. But in, uh, 
in my uh, process for writing our own practice tests, I made sure to, and I do this for all of my textbooks, I made sure to research thoroughly and take tons of notes on what sort of language was used, what, how difficult the synonyms and parallel expressions are in mm. the question and the, the answer and the, what the dialogue, you know, like there's so much to think about, wow. um, that if you, uh, it's easy to, to bluff and be like, Oh, no, I, I can write a test. That's no problem. Right, right. And I think that's what people do, especially with online resources, because there, there aren't mm. any checks and balances, right? Like there's that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So this is a you, real skill set, right, Jessica? And this is beyond just teaching. It's not teaching. Exactly. It's, 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 it's uh, materials writing and it's a skill set that you clearly have. I mean, you've done a lot of this and it's, there's a lot that goes into it that we wouldn't even know if we're just teachers. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of teachers I know that they don't even like the material creation side of stuff. There's, you know, there, it's like a, it's like an active and passive type thing. I, well, mm. neither are passive, but you know what I mean? Like there's, mm -hmm. there's the performance side and then there's like the quiet behind the scenes side. Um, right. Luck, luckily I love both. So that's really <laughs> awesome good. for me. Um, especially because a lot of times when I am creating materials before I publish anything, I, test it out with my class to make sure it works. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like give it a test run before yeah. I actually give it to anybody else and say, this is good. Like, how good. am I going to know if it's good? So right. yeah, I, you know, it, it, unless you could go onto the site and see who is creating this material, there's no way you can know if it's valid as a student. Yeah. Like that's impossible. Mm -hmm. But in our course, for example, um, you, you know me, like, you know who I am yeah, and the, right. my experience. And you yeah. could see the level of dedication and the level of preparation that I put into all these materials. Um, yeah. what I, what I really like about courses like ours is that it has, it has one, one professional voice, you know, yeah. like yes. everything is linked. So things that I teach in our, in our videos that are mm -hmm. then practiced in the worksheets that are then reviewed, yeah. like, these are the things that you're going to see on the practice test because I know that these are the things you'll see in the real exam as well. Mm. So it's all, it's all linked and it's all, uh, yeah. practice so much that it's, it becomes natural. Yeah. There's a students. thread throughout all the materials, yeah. right? A consistent thread. I love that. I love, so it feels more cohesive and that we can exactly. actually come to an end result and it all makes sense. So we're not confused. We're not going into the test confused and scattered in our minds. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and anybody that's taken a, like a TESOL course or any sort of teacher training mm -hmm. courses, they know mm -hmm. the word scaffolding. That's like this, mm -hmm. this big, you know, motto of how to, right. um, how to teach students. So scaffolding, because our students aren't teachers, I'll explain. <laughs> Right. <laughs> scaffolding is when you you teach one skill and then you build on that by repeating the skill and adding and then repeating yeah. those skills and adding to those. So if you are trying to use various resources online, you're not getting the scaffolding because you're yeah. not building on anything You're and Ooh. you're not repeating any of this information. So you're not actually getting the full benefit of learning it. If you just see something once or practice it once, you're not going to remember it. Like it's, right, it's clearly. not going to fit into any context in your head. Whereas right. if, if your skills, if you're being taught in a course that scaffolds, these skills are stuck in your head because they're just built upon and added to and not mm. forgotten. Yeah. I love that. I love that. 
oh, it could really contribute to our confidence level going into the exam. You know, we come out and we feel like, yeah, we understand the skills because we know the context of what we learned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, some of these IELTS practice tests I see online, I'm like, that question type doesn't even exist on the real IELTS test. Like, what? I think some people just, um, they think about whatever English test they take and it's all, you know, whatever, like multiple choice and sentence completion. I think those are the, you know, the most common sort of question types, but then you don't okay. even get the really hard ones like yes, no, not given. And those questions are oh. tough to write, man. And I know our students, they're really tough to answer. So let me assure you, they're not easy to create either. They're really <sighs> hard. So if you're, if you're not using a, the correct source for your practice, I mean, you're not even going to learn about these most difficult question types. Yeah. I, ugh, such a waste I of like time. Rodrigo, Pedro, Renata, and Florian are just a few of our successful students who have achieved target scores of seven or higher using the Three Keys IELTS success strategies. Go right now to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R to get started with our free three video series to get on the right path to achieve your target score in 2016. Now is the time to reach your dream life by passing the IELTS. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. See you there. I like that. So then our recommendations for our listeners would be, first of all, to be in our course for sure, because Jessica has written not only the practice test, but all of you've done all the video lectures. And there is that cohesive thread that we've just talked about throughout the entire course and all the materials. So you will feel confident. And number two, as you said, Jessica, the Cambridge practice tests are are pretty valid, right? Exactly, exactly. But do not jump into those practice tests Mm. if you haven't actually learned any test strategies yet, because then your scores will suck and then you'll feel bad. And then it's just, it's the the world is ending. So don't, don't jump into the tests yet. Again, like it goes back to scaffolding, right? Um, Mm -hmm. In our course, like you, you have to learn all the skills and strategies and follow the study plan to improve your English level because we have to do that also. You have to have a high level of English. You have to do all of this work first before you can actually get a high score, before you could jump into test practice and and have it truly reflect what you'll get on the exam. And, you know, we've had a lot of students go through our course already. Um, and the feedback on the practice tests has been great. There's been, there's mm-hmm. been no questions like, like this student about these other practice tests. Like right. I haven't had anybody come to yeah. me or you and be like, right. Oh my God. Like my scores on the first practice test with 20 and the second practice test right. was 40. What's wrong right. with it? Like it's, they're <laughs> consistent. They're valid and they do segue immediately into what you'll see on the exam. Like it's right. You know, not only did I research all, go through all the practice tests for all the Cambridge books, but I mean, I see the real test all the time. So like, I I know what to expect on it. (laughs) Yeah. No, and that's huge. And part of the reason that our students are probably having a, a, you know, a they're doing well with our practice test is they've gone through our course. By the time they get to the practice test, they've learned the strategies. And so it's all coming through and creating this sense of confidence that's just unshakable. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. exactly. So Excellent. definitely, I mean, even if it's not our course, like you have to find a cohesive course that's created by yeah. a central voice. Be careful of these courses that have um, like multiple authors and multiple mm. sources because... Hmm. 
each of them are going to have a different voice too, right? And maybe Ooh. maybe one person is very correct and strong in one direction, and then the other author is not, and then the editor is just going to kind of take the average of both of them. You know what I mean? Ooh, like you're, that's, you're that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So even with these, um, even with these courses by these big name publishers and stuff, like the the editor of the course isn't an IELTS professional, right? right like they're right. just taking this material that's given to them and being like, oh, well, this looks too hard. This looks too easy. Let's just oh. let's just meet in the middle or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. So maybe we need to add that to our article. I think we did a blog article about how to choose the right IELTS course. Maybe there's mm. a question that our, our listeners should ask if they're going to choose a course. You know, who created this course? Like how many voices are That's going into question. this course. That's yeah. A good yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. I never really thought about it from that perspective before, but it's true. I've, you know, I've only worked on some collaborative projects and it's really hard working with other authors. Everybody has their own ideas and it just, it, it doesn't come out to be the strongest that you can. If it's, if it's one author working with one editor that knows that voice intimately, right. And can mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. how to trust it and where that person is coming from, then, yeah. um, and like what tendencies that author has, that partnership is, is necessary to produce great material. But if you have mm -hmm. like two, what is the saying? Too many cooks spoil the broth. <laughs> Oh, right, right. That sounds about right. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen spoil the broth. Is that what it is? Broth or set the place on fire, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. No, it's true. I mean, you, you, so it just makes sense. So, guys, so be ready to ask these deeper questions. You have to be critical with where you're spending your money, right? Mm -hmm. Good IELTS courses are not going to be free. And you want to ask the right questions yeah. before you go and you put money down on something like this. Because this is your future that we're talking about here. Exactly. Exactly. You guys just, yeah, re research where the material is coming from first. And just because the website has the word IELTS in the title, it does <laughs> not mean that it's valid. It's the, yeah. no indication right. at all. You have to research. And if there's nothing on the site about who wrote the material, that's also something to question because I like, I'm, I'm very proud of what I've done and I want to put my biography and my name on yeah. everything. I want you to that's know true. that it's yes. from me because I'm proud of it and I know it works. But if you're looking that. on the site and you're like, who did this? Like, they don't yeah. even tell me. I think that's a bad sign. Mm, that's a good point. If someone's just hiding behind the internet, essentially, and they're not yeah. putting their name on things or their photo on things, then that means that there might be something wrong with the material. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, just question question what you're seeing. <laughs> Huge question everything. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's like, isn't that an X-Files thing? Question I could be, but everything. <laughs> yeah, something. Maybe, anyway, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, <laughs> X Files so nineties. That show's not on anymore, right? That's that's no, off the air now. But it's coming back this oh, year. Oh my god, is it really? Mulder, Mulder and Scully. Is yeah. that what it was? Mulder. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love that show so much. Of course. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I'll have to find that on TV. Very good. Very good. Well, Jessica, this has been good. It's been really interesting to hear this angle of things, right? Because I don't think our listeners ever have a chance to think about this. Like who creates the practice test? You know, it's mm -hmm. not always a sure bet that you're getting the right quality practice test. So another thing to think about. Really good food for thought here. Exactly. <laughs> Healthy and delicious. Exactly. Healthy and <laughs> okay. delicious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right, cool. I will see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a good day. All right, cool. You too, Lindsay. Bye. All right, bye-bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.